everybody. Mike Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. I am on part two now of our new series on abiding in the spirit. And so um, make sure to keep on listening. But for those who are new to the show, there's a new episode releasing of Awaken Podcast every single Monday on charismapodcastnetwork.com. You can also go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Audible, pretty much anywhere that podcasts are listened to, and you can tap into it there. And so thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. We have hundreds of hours of free content that is streaming here on Awaken Podcast. So make sure to go back to previous episodes. We've got a lot of different series from over the past few years on first love, on the fear of the Lord, on walking in the Holy Spirit, on signs and wonders. I share a lot of testimonies, um, hearing the voice of God, inner healing. We've got a lot of different topics on here. Grace, righteousness. We talk about so many different things that are essential and paramount for this time. And so for us to walk in, for us to embrace as believers, and then also lots of interviews, tons of interviews with amazing people from around the world that are truly making an impact um, in this earth for Jesus and his gospel and the kingdom of heaven. And so make sure to keep on tuning in, subscribe, rate, review this podcast. It helps us get it out to more people around the world so they can be blessed by this. It's free content, right? I just want to stream it so that people can receive. They can be strengthened. They can be empowered. They can be touched. Just really set them up to hear from God and get revelation, get wisdom, get understanding so they can move forward confidently in strength of spirit to destroy the works of the enemy, to walk in their purposes, to know their God, to do great exploits. And so thank you so much. I am going into part two. I want to read John 15. Um, John 15 is probably the premier text when it comes to abiding in the spirit, abiding in Christ. And so I want to break down here the first part of John 15, but what you'll notice if you're an avid Bible reader, which I hope you are, if you're not, I hope you become one, but if you are um, an avid Bible reader, a student of the scriptures, John really highlights this more than any other apostle. Apostle John talks about abiding in the word. You know, he highlights that Jesus said, abide in my word, remain in my word, and you will be my disciples and you will know the truth and then the truth will set you free. It is John who highlights that in his gospel. And then we have the whole John 15 text of abiding in the vine. And then in 1 John, he says it on several different occasions. He talks about abiding in the Lord, abiding in his love. He talks about not being ashamed at the coming of the Lord because we abide in him. And that is a term that he uses. He always talks about abiding and remaining in Christ. And that was huge to the Apostle John. And honestly, out of all of the apostles, obviously, Peter's incredible. A lot of people relate with Peter, how brash he could be, how, you know, quick to speak he can be. And, you know, we all relate, you know, a lot of us relate to Peter in some sense. And then Paul, everyone loves how, how like unashamed and how um, proud he is of the gospel and how he's just outgoing and proclaiming and being persecuted. And, you know, we love how he got, you know, he went from a persecutor of the church to a proclaimer of the gospel. And then he wrote most of the New Testament, two thirds of the New Testament, the apostle Paul. And we love that. For me, um, I, I glean from everybody. I love the whole text, but when it comes to the apostle John, there's something very special and sweet. The apostle John um, identified with the love of the Lord so so beautifully in the scriptures. He called himself the disciple that Jesus loved. He just claimed it. He identified as it. Um, 
And then on top of that, he was the one that at the table at the Last Supper, when he was with the Lord, it said that John would lean and rest upon Jesus's chest. Um, And so everyone was like, what's going on with John? Why is he always hogging up the seat next to Jesus? And why is he always putting his head on his chest and and resting on him? And hey, that uh, seems a little bit weird too. Like, hey, listen, man the man, we probably shouldn't do it like that, but at the same time, the apostles, there was something very special. They knew that they were in a divine moment. They knew that he was the Lord, the Messiah, the Savior. And John's heart was so pure. And John really knew how to experience the love of God and walk in the love of God and not be ashamed of the love of God. And he's a beautiful picture of what I think genuine manhood is. He was an apostle. He 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 was tortured. He was persecuted. He was unafraid. He was unashamed of the gospel. He was a leader in the church as an apostle. But at the same time, he knew how to be tender. He knew how to be meek. He knew how to live in the love of God, express the love of God. He wasn't afraid of his emotions. He wasn't too proud, too manly, too big to to share his emotions or, or live in that as well. And so there was a beautiful balance there. I think a really excellent picture of manhood. You see that in King David as well in the Old Testament. King David, a fierce warrior, a fierce warrior, man of bloodshed, the scriptures talk about, because there was much blood on his hands from all the wars and everything that he was a part of. So he was a fierce warrior. And many people followed him. He was a he was an excellent leader, but at the same time, he was very tender. And if you see the Psalms and you hear his prayers, you you read his prayers and you and you see how he operated and how he lived, he was always before the Lord, absolutely needy and dependent upon God, loving God more than anything, wanting to seek God's face more than anything. And so you see that time and time again. And then you see that in Mary of Bethany, which I've shared about in previous episodes, that she was always found at the feet of Jesus. Martha, a very logical, very intellectual, had a servant heart, loved the Lord. You never want to take that away from Martha. But then there is also um, her sister, Mary, was a different picture of someone who just wanted to live at his feet and live in devotion, live in worship. And so you see that. But with John, it's beautiful because he shows a different side of the teachings and the life of Jesus. And he shared things that the other apostles didn't share when they were writing the gospels. He talked much about love and abiding in love. He talked about abiding in the vine. And he talked about Jesus as he really showcased Jesus's dependence upon the father really, really well. And you read the epistles of John, it shows the same thing. And so I'm going to start in John 15, just pull some, you know, revelation truth from these verses here, starting in um, John 15, verse 1. And then we'll end here with uh, with verse 11, all right, in the same chapter. And I might share a couple other scriptures from the other epistles of John. But John 15 goes like this. I am the vine. This is Jesus speaking. I am the vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. And every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it, so that it may bear more fruit. And so he prunes us so that we bear more fruit. It talks about, in the book of Hebrews, that discipline does not feel good in the moment, but it bears the fruits of righteousness. And so the Lord, he edifies us, he encourages us, he speaks life in us, especially when we punish ourselves. We as believers love to punish ourselves. We love to condemn ourselves. You're no good. How come you keep messing up? You know, you're sinful. How could God love you? How can God use you? We love to condemn ourselves in that way. And then, hey, the correction of the Lord looks like 
loving kindness, speaking, this is who you are. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. You are clean. You are pure. You are holy. I love you. I sing over you. I dance over you according to the scriptures. And so, but there's other times where we get set in our ways and we're full of pride and the Lord must correct us with his word and in a very loving way. All of his correction is out of love, just like a good parent corrects their children out of love for their benefit and for their good. And if we receive it, then we will bear fruits of righteousness and we will walk in the fullness of what God has called us to. And so that's what he's saying. Every single branch in me, the father prunes in one way or another so that we may bear more fruit. If you're a believer and you don't want pruning, then I don't know what to tell you because all of us get pruned, okay? And then he says in verse three, makes it very clear. He says, you are already clean because of the word which I've spoken to you. So he's pretty much saying, hey, pruning has nothing to do with making you more righteous. Pruning has nothing to do with making you clean. You're already clean because of the word I spoke to you. Pruning has to do with growth. It has to do with growth. So as you abide in Christ, in his presence, in the spirit, as you abide in him, he will prune you because pruning is for growth, not for salvation, not for cleansing, not for righteousness. But to walk in righteousness, to practice righteousness, like 1 John says, but he's saying, you guys are clean already. I already spoke the word over you. You guys are clean already. But he says, now remain in me or abide in me, some translations say. Remain in me and I in you. And just as a a branch cannot bear fruit of itself, but must remain in the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches, and the one who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit, for apart from me you could do nothing." I, I shared this briefly in the first part of this series. I shared the scripture, but he's saying here, hey, listen, guys, you cannot bear fruit of yourself in your own power and strength. You cannot bear eternal fruit. I made like I alluded to like something ridiculous in the last podcast, but saying like, yeah, I could tie my shoes. I could pour a bowl of cereal. I could maybe cook a, up a meal, you know, like he's saying he's not saying you can't do anything. Literally, I could tie my shoes, but at the end of the day, My God is the one that gives me the ability. He breathes breath into my lungs. He holds me together by the power of his word, like I shared in the last podcast. But he's saying you cannot bear eternal fruit for the kingdom, fruits of righteousness. That cannot happen. The spirit of God, you cannot flow with the spirit of God unless you abide in him and the fruits of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. These fruits cannot come forth from you naturally, organically, unless you abide in me. And so he's saying, abide in me, dwell with me. Just like Mama Heidi said, Heidi Baker, many of you know who she is, spiritual mom. She said, Heidi Baker said, all fruitfulness flows from intimacy. And that is what Jesus is getting at here. Remain in me and I in you. I am in you. I am in you because of his cross, because of his work. Because we are born again and filled with the Spirit, He is in us, and we must remain in Him and dwell in that place of intimacy. I'm going to go to verse 7. And if you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. That is a hard passage for some people. Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. Many people have a hard time with that passage, because what am I just going to pray, and whatever I pray is going to give me? John explains a little bit more in 1 John, but he pretty much says that if we ask something according to his will, 
then we know he will give it to us. And so if we are abiding in him and we are in communion with the Holy Spirit, abiding in the love of God, you know, having fellowship with the Lord, we are living in that place of intimacy, then we are experiencing his heart. We're being led of the spirit. We are, we are in tune with what he wants and what he desires. And when we are in that place, we, we know what the will of God is. We are walking in the will of God. We are discerning the perfect, pleasing will of God. And when in that is the case, we are now not just praying what our flesh wants or what our mind wants or what we think is right in the moment. When we are in that place of remaining and abiding, then we are praying the will of God because our hearts are so in sync. Our hearts are so one and in unity. And so we're praying his will. And if we pray his will, of course, we know he's going to answer us. So that's an important peace there to that verse. And now this next verse is mind-boggling, overwhelming. He says this, my father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and prove to be my disciple. Sorry, that was the next verse. And just as the father has loved me, I love you. I'll get to that verse. But he says this, my father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit so that you prove to be my disciples. You will prove to be disciples if you're bearing kingdom fruit. He said that later on. He goes on to say that people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And that is the fruit of Christ in them, walking in love, regardless of our uh, differences of opinion, regardless of how we see life, what nationality we are, where we come from, what church denomination, we love one another. And that's how we prove to be disciples. And that glorifies God. Man, he is glorified. He is pleased. He is magnified. When we abide in him and bear forth fruit. Next verse, the one I was talking about. It says, just as the father has loved me, I also love you in that same way. Remain or abide in my love. How much do you think the father loves Jesus? How much do you think the father loves Jesus? In the same way, with the same intensity, with the same passion, with the same depth and resolve, he, Jesus loves us. That's how loved you are. It's pretty remarkable. It's extraordinary. It's unfathomable, really. He loves you in the same way. The father and son relationship of love is the same kind of relationship we have with God. Remain in that love. <laughs> so good. And if you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as, a fa- as, just as I kept my father's commandments and remain in his love. And now I'm going to go real quick to 1 John 2, verse 28, to do some expounding on that. No, sorry, wrong verse. 1 John 5, 3, to expound on that. John says in 1 John 5, 3, he says, In fact, this is the love of God, to keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. When you are in love, and you're not living for love, but you're loving, you're living in love. You're living in the love of God, abiding in his love. You want to please him. You want to walk with him. You want to lay down your life. You want to serve. You want to pour out your life for his purposes. Your heart is in sync. You are synchronized with God and your desires are now his desires. So when you're living in the love of God and you're abiding and you're remaining in that love, you want to keep his commandments. And when you want to keep his commandments, It's like, this isn't a burden. This is what I want to do. This isn't something I have to do. It's something I want to do. This is my life now. I live unto him. I live with him. I abide with him. And so I'm going to read this last verse. These things I have spoken to you 
so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be full. And so there is something about the joy of the Lord. When we abide in his love, we are a joyful believer. You know how many believers are so cranky, man, and so stern all the time? And so like, wow, is this guy even happy? Like, what's going on in this guy's life? And um, those are believers that aren't daily abiding in his love. And that's why it is important to learn how to abide, to not be independent, but to be dependent upon God, to long for him like a babe does for pure milk, to be with God, to long for that time, to live from that place of intimacy, to live from his presence. When we are abiding in his love and his love, we are, we are in him and he is in us and we're remaining in that place. Man, that's when you see a twinkle in a Christian's eye. The eye is the gateway. If our eyes full of light, the rest of our body would be filled with light. You see a Christian, you see just light in their eyes. Man, that's a Christian that is abiding. It's supernatural. It's powerful. But the eye is the gate to see into the soul. You ever look into someone's eye and see like darkness? Man, there's something dark going on behind the, behind the eyes there. Something in the soul realm that's, that's dark. Or maybe they're just having a bad day and there's just, man, there's just some discouragement, some heaviness and some weightiness on them. You could see that by looking on their eyes. There's a discernment there. But when we are abiding in his love, we will have full joy, joy inexpressible and full of glory and righteousness, joy and peace in the Holy Spirit. This is the kingdom of God. The Lord wants us to have joy. Joy looks like something, smiling, expressing, you know, happiness, laughter, joy. This is, this is what God wants. And if we abide in him, man, we'll just be undone, overwhelmed in love, living from that place of love. You know, so many believers that just are unhappy and stern and, and rough and just so corrective of other people. And so they just don't understand other people and they put everyone else outside of the camp if they're not living a perfect life. And it's like, this guy's cranky. What's his deal? That guy does not understand the love of God. He may have never experienced the love of God before. It's a reality. The love of God softens you. But the love of God doesn't just soften you. It emboldens you. It emboldens you. It makes you fearless because perfect love casts out fear. But it also softens you and causes you to love people that are unlovely, to be compassionate on people that deserve compassion, to care for people, to be moved with compassion. Jesus was filled with the love of God and he was bold to the Pharisees. He was not fearful. He was bold. And he also loved people that many did not want to love. And so um, we need to pray for those people. We need to pray for those believers that really are just like, what in the world? This guy just needs, uh, he needs uh, less thinking, more drinking. You know, he needs to be drinking in the Holy Spirit. You know, he needs to be living life in union with God. Like, what's his deal? How come he's so stern and hard and, and unhappy? Man, he hasn't experienced the love of God. Share the love of God. Pray for the love of God to fill that person's heart, to open up their eyes, to humble themselves before God so that their pride will come down and humility will engross their heart and they will receive the fullness and the vastness of everything that God wants to pour out and lavish in their lives. They need to experience grace. They're being hard on themselves. It's a works-based faith, a works-based righteousness. They're living they're living, so many, so many believers are living within that paradigm of workspace righteousness, trying to please God, trying to earn salvation, trying to stay saved, trying to, you know, earn God's favor and blessing and power. Man, man, that's a hard place. That's a hard place. 
But if we abide in his love, man, the fruit is just going to be a natural byproduct of our intimacy and our union with him. And so bless you guys. I hope this is a blessing. We'll have another episode here um, to continue our series on abiding in the spirit. But make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get it out to more people so they can be blessed by the podcast. It takes a few seconds, and it really is helpful to this channel. If you're part of the family, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or follow on Spotify, rate it on there. And so bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll speak to you next time on Awaken Podcast. Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, Just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter his presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with a need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled. But connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours, you know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so I just want to present this to you immersed in His glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You could also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.org, lifepouredoutintl.org, or you can go to destinyimage.com. The audiobook is available as well on amazon.com as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com and so bless you guys grab a copy of immersed in his glory thank you